Hi, everybody. Welcome to Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Shadorn, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, who I think I'm technically uh, the legal guardian of at this point, <laughs> Anna Domini. Anna, how are you doing today? I'm very well. I'm, I'm delighted that you're finally acknowledging our bond. Uh, I say I'm very well. I'm excited to be here, but the listeners can probably tell that when I say I'm very le- well, that's a lie. I have a cold. It's apparently not the plague, but I, I'm not sure I'm convinced it isn't. But as I said, excited to be here. So other than being a bag of germs, I, I think this is going to be fun. You would hate for it to be such a, like a common cold because you feel yes. like you're better than the common cold. Quite, you want yeah. A special cold. Because... <laughs> Listen, coronavirus is not a cold. It's very important that we do not disseminate that kind of myth. That's yeah. for our Patreon podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you want the super sniffles? Uh, yeah, it's a very serious problem uh, that has not gone away, but apparently it is not affecting Anna right now. So right now. Although we're all grateful I, for that. Yeah. Didn't it anyway. affect you a while back when we were on break? Yeah, wasn't that excellent timing? Maybe I should say that's my miracle for the the whole break that we've had the hiatus was that I was already well, I was already on a hiatus before I got sick. So that was excellent yeah, timing. It was good timing. Actually, I think I got COVID while we were on break too. So everybody there got go. COVID. <laughs> very very miraculous. Well, maybe I need a healing miracle now. Who knows? We'll see. Anyways, well, we've been on break for the summer. Yes, and this is, I believe this is season three now i guess we're season three i don't know i feel silly about enumerating the season (laughs) listen if you don't enumerate them it doesn't sound deliberate and we know it wasn't deliberate so we gotta make it sound more official plus (laughs) three is the magic number particularly for christianity which is the subject of our our focus in a way Mm, Uh, it is a transformative uh, podcast three is the number of transformation it's gonna be special it is gonna be special actually because uh, we've made some changes Yes. Are we going to talk about the changes? <laughs> no, nah, we won't talk about them when they happen. Oh, okay, <laughs> cut, cut that out then. Guys, behind the scenes, we're making big changes. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. But, you know, not right now. <laughs> now this is the same old bullshit, but um, I don't know. No, we're no, not the same old bullshit, but we're, we're doing we're trying, we're doing. Well, yeah, it's, we're, uh, it's literally the whole premise right. of the podcast is this different bullshit, different day. That's yeah. that's that's what we promise. Yeah, same feast, different feast day. The Anna, feast is knowledge. Have you done anything saintly or experienced anything miraculous since the last time we we conversed it's been a while so it'd be pretty sad if there was nothing wouldn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i uh, recently started volunteering at the charity shop um, and it's a very good uh, which charity shop uh, it's the Oxfam Superstore but I don't actually work there on days that customers are there so <laughs> that doesn't say anything about my people skills I'm not allowed near the till <laughs> a damning no. indictment of, of Anna yeah. Yeah. Cannot, <laughs> cannot handle money cannot face the customers yeah no that's fair no my day off is a Friday when they close to brace themselves for the weekend so mm. I do like sorting and merchandising and that. but it's doubly good for the good cause because I'm giving my time but also I cannot be in a charity shop without spending money so <laughs> I was gonna uh, say do you get do you get first pick of all the cool stuff yeah so like to keep it ethical you're not allowed to buy things that you've priced because that would mm. be you know corrupt right so if you've got something unpriced and you want to buy it you have to ask someone else to price it for you I see which encourages you know people to make friends <laughs> I guess um, <laughs> or already starting my black market secondhand grift 
Yeah. <laughs> but no, so that means so far, every time I've volunteered, I've also made a, about a £20 donation, which is a euphemistic way of saying, you know, right. I have a, an incurable shopping habit. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, like, but there's a, there's all kinds of stuff there. You know, it's not just the stuff that you're, because you're just sorting It is a superstore. Like, it's a superstore. They got all this stuff. Yeah, it's it, they they are literally like split into departments and stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm primarily on fashion, as you can tell from my extremely fashionable outfit. Yeah, yeah, I I also can am available for sorting homewares. I didn't sign up for books because mm. you know reading is hard. <laughs> You do books. I had a friend who was the intake person and like the sorter at it was like a used bookstore, but it was like used media, so it was used records ah, and books comics. and comics and but for my particular taste it was DVDs and every time he got criterion DVDs in, he would send me a picture. And Is that why you have for... such a big library of them? Yeah. And then he would give me his employee discount. So they cost me Wait, like nothing. the second hand shop had an employee discount. I'm not sure about that. I think that's uh it's a bit dodgy. It was it was pretty great, yeah. It was pretty <laughs> Although, good. Although was I, it a charity I, shop or was it just a secondhand? It was just a secondhand store, right? right. So, so I was going to say because like employed is that's basically stealing from a charity. No, yeah, no, it wasn't stealing from a charity. It was stealing from a private company, and yeah, but oh, it was like the, bring down capitalism. That's fine. For those you don't know, Criterion run forty to fifty dollars. Really? Wow. And I would get them used for like six. Wow. So yeah, I was averaging that's like, like kind of a defunct I, technology now, right? You'd think. Yeah. How but do you watch still, your DVDs? <laughs> I bought a very very expensive multi-region blu-ray player recently okay so overall would you say you're in the black or not because it sounds like you got oh, this I'm good very deal much in the black. yeah <laughs> no i'm like i've put a lot of money into these and i've, I've this is why this is reasons. not a financial advice podcast <laughs> no no but less recently because i don't have a job anymore but I, yeah, I've been, yeah i've been buying a lot in the past i have over 400 so wow okay yeah, so that's <laughs> that's quite a lot of money you've saved yeah i was i was actually went to hmv the other day and i bought one and the guy behind the counter was like oh the criterion do you have any others and i was like yeah i got a couple and he's like oh which ones and i was like i have <laughs> I don't over know where 400 to begin. <laughs> yeah i don't know what to tell you man like i appreciate you trying to make small talk with me but this is not you've jumped into the deep end of a conversation you don't want to have <laughs> Oh dear. Anyways, well, I'm glad that you're doing uh, something good for your community, uh, helping out the folks at Oxfam. Thanks. Good for you, Anna. I didn't do anything nearly as... The whole summer? Nothing. The whole summer, I was really focused on one thing, and it was my own festival. So I, I did... A miraculous thing which is that i ran a big old comedy festival single-handedly much single-handed because your <laughs> yes your favorite co-employee workplace associate right. let you down <laughs> the, the person i can usually trick into doing free labor for me <laughs> for some reason was having <laughs> a lot of stress in their life and so couldn't do <laughs> exactly what i asked them to do for the summer but yeah i ran the oxford comedy festival for the month of july and it was a month and you of didn't shows. die you did it all by yourself and you're still die. here to tell the tale so that is pretty miraculous yes. i've been i've basically been uh taking a month-long nap in august actually as soon as it was over i was like that that first week was getting like used to being uh, <laughs> to like a regular schedule again yeah what did you do with your time <laughs> i basically had to wean myself off of alcohol so i didn't pull an amy winehouse and just fucking die wow. uh because i was Dark. drinking so much during the festival <laughs> yeah. yeah that's why you do it right to give you an excuse <laughs> well yeah exactly yeah it's like I got, so i go on a month-long bender and some people get to see comedy shows out of it, which is great. <laughs> you go on a month-long bender and you say i'm doing this for the arts for the arts yeah. yeah yeah it was i was in a bar six nights a week and extremely stressed 
seven nights a week. So <laughs> I was self-medicating with a lot of alcohol. And then when I stopped doing the festival, I was like, oh, I was drinking too much. <laughs> well, it's so. good that you recognize that, at least. I was about yeah. to say you're a terrible role model, but then you, you brought it back at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've been spending the month detoxing and... Um, now I'm ready to start doing new projects. So. That's, a, that's a pretty saintly journey. You know, you've like, you are fasting in a way, although you appear to be mm-hmm. drinking alcohol right now. <laughs> yeah, I as should say, as, as we speak, I'm drinking a boiler maker. So that sounds like a very strong alcohol, is it? It is, is it? rather. It's, <laughs> so a boiler maker is a pint of beer uh-huh. that you drop a shot of whiskey into. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is strong. So I'm ill and you're going to get drunk. This is going to be a quality podcast. <laughs> it's great. I've also got a cup of coffee here, so we're good. Oh, an upper <laughs> and a downer. I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, got to level it out. Out, Anna, you gotta. I mean, you know, oh, I put the function in functioning alcoholic. Anyway, you put the uh, fun in functioning alcoholic. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, yeah. So we're starting this season as we mean to go on, extremely competently. Yes, professional podcasters. Listen, is what we are for once. I've actually prepared more than the day before we have to release right. the episode. So yeah, you should you should respect that and let me get on with it. <laughs> All right, that's what I was about to do. Uh, so Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Today is September fourth, twenty twenty-two. Is it? Is it? Or is it the third? <laughs> September fourth. I thought the fourth was the Sunday. You may be right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. today is September fourth, twenty twenty-two. Anna, who is today's saint? So today's saint is Rose of Viterbo. <laughs> Wait, Rose of Turbo. Yeah, that's, Turbo. That's what I said. Rose the Turbo. No, um, Viterbo. Uh, she's a she's a, a race car place, driver. Yeah, <laughs> it's a place in the. Oh. Uh, place in Italy. Well, in fact, it was a place in the Papal States, as as we'll hear. What are the um, Papal States? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. I think. Did I actually explain the Papal States in my research? I am sure I have at some point. Okay. If not, you can just, you know, cut it up and put it in the right place. It'll be fine. So Rose Viterbo. Uh, Rose of Viterbo. I don't know her actual surname. Viterbo. It's unimportant because she was a lady. Well, okay. So... She was born around the year 1233, Uh but the chronology of her life remains uncertain because all the historical sources that talked about her life mentioned no date. So that was really handy. (laughs) She was chronicled (laughs) by like amateurs. So. Yeah, they're like, well, we'll put in the dates later. It's like, oh, we didn't put the dates in? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. guys, come on. I mean, <laughs> Well, at you least know. you put in her last name. Are you <laughs> shitting me? <laughs> guys, Wait. we're looking like real amateurs here at the Catholic Encyclopedia. Yes, <laughs> Not across the details, these people. But yeah, mm. most scholars agree that she was probably born around the year 1233 okay. to poor and pious parents. Hmm, little P&P. <laughs> it's nice. We love that. I mean, it's better than like wealthy and religious. I don't know. I <laughs> Religious? Did you just say religious? <laughs> yeah, it did. Why didn't you just say rich and religious? I'm ill. That's my excuse. That would have been really good. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so uh, yeah, I mean, this is better than the trust fund saints that we normally come across. So yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm glad she's coming from humble beginnings, mm. just like us. Yeah. So clearly to to the chroniclers, these details weren't as important because she wasn't rich, I reckon. She, she is a rose grown from the dirt. From amongst the thorns, you could say. Perhaps. So she, her parents, poor and pious. Yeah. Pair of uh, parents. Poor for turbo and pious for turbo. Those were her, her mum yeah. and dad. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't catch her parents' names, I'm afraid. That's all right. But even as a child, Rose had a great desire to pray and aid the poor. That's nice of her. Yeah. 
From her very infancy, she seemed filled with grace, never cried, mm. and with tottering steps, she sought Jesus in his tabernacle. She would kneel before <laughs> sacred images, listen to sermons and pious conversations, and retain all she heard, all before she was scarcely three years old. See, having a baby that doesn't cry, first <laughs> off, is great. That is a miracle. Often they cry for no no good reason. You know, uh, we say we say that her parents were poor, but it sounds like, you know, to, to any other parents... By having a child who doesn't cry, they're rich. Yeah. And then she's just tottering into the church, which is, you know, I mean, that's what Tavish does a lot. He just kind of wanders into places. <laughs> yeah. Looks, he's looks very unwieldy. Like he's about to, yeah. he mm-hmm. could fall over, come crashing down at any time. Yeah. But it mostly, actually, mostly he runs out of places. Like it's hard to like keep him in a building. It he is. Just loves, if there's an open door, he is just going for it. Just, just out full there. tilt. Wow. Yeah. Says uh, a lot about what great company you are. Well, whatever. <laughs> he just is he's just like there's so much of the world to see and oh. daddy is tired and has seen it all, so he's not really interested in taking him out to see the like buddy, This old cynic, I don't need to bring him with me. Son, let me tell you a little something. Uh there's nothing outside that isn't better on television, so let's watch some TV son. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So Rose, I mean, probably also at three years old, she was smaller than Tavish is now. So that's a, sure. a fun fact. A coarse habit covered her flesh. So I think <laughs> wait, what? I think baby hair shirt. Yeah, a coarse habit. Just like, do, do you have a, like a, a habit with a lower thread count? I really want to be, uh... <laughs> this. This feels a bit too comfy. And it also covers her flesh. Feels too. It's weirdly like. Yeah. She, she just wore it to say it covers her flesh. Feels uh, weirdly. <laughs> graphic i don't know why i i'm sorry i didn't i didn't redact that yeah this is just all i got from my sources so i no no i I thought i thought the poetry of it was um was interesting (laughs) see i feel like this is the opposite of poetry like they were trying to be like poetic what if it's like because they're like they've been writing hagiographies like non-stop and they gotta mix it up and then uh they're like i don't know covered her flesh (laughs) that's an interesting way to write the same fucking statement every time uh, yeah about a three-year-old um Yeah. She wore the coarsest diapers. <laughs> Fasts and disciplines were her delight. Oh. You know, don't you just love it when you meet a three-year-old who doesn't cry or eat? Well, I mean, a lot of them don't eat, but yeah. <laughs> it's more annoying. Do they punish themselves? Else. I think... Uh... No, I don't, they're just dumb. They just don't want to eat the things that they should eat, you know? Try to give Tavish some broccoli. He's, he's like, he's not having it. So well, next time that happens, be like, he's probably a saintly child. That's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Fasting for the Lord. It feels like that's an excuse that the parents are making. It's like, it's it's not our fault as parents that our kid isn't eating. It's their fault. Do you know what? a very I, pious child. This was occurring to me as I was doing this research. That like, maybe the reason there aren't saints today is because we have higher standards of parenting now. Right. So, like, if a so child say, isn't eating, you take them to the doctor, not be like, right. wow, they're holy. <laughs> not like, well, I uh, is not eating. I, there's only one explanation for this, touched by God. <laughs> so, uh, so how many, you're saying most saints are just cases of neglect that, uh, that after the fact that people we have, have really we dressed have up. We have done quite a, quite a lot of child saints, to be fair, or, or saints who were saintly from childhood. So I yeah. think it's a, a plausible theory. Yeah. Or it's just, it's one of those things where like, in retrospect, after they become like very saintly, they're like, you know what? I always knew she was going to be a saint because she would, she would <laughs> pass all the time. But yes, the, this feels like the parents just like retrofitting the story. <laughs> hey, they, uh, I don't think it was the parents though, because if they were poor, they probably couldn't write back then. Hmm. Like, well, they just tell people. Yeah, I guess so. 
She prayed f- much for the conversion of sinners and is even said to have brought her aunt back from the dead when she was just three years old. That's a pretty good pretty trick. Pretty talented. Yeah, without even <laughs> yeah. crying as well. Yeah. So, you know, some, I mean, some people say that some babies cry so loud they could wake the dead. She did it without even crying. Without even crying, right. Mm. She did it by some dark magic. Pre- yeah, presumably. very precocious. Mm. Yeah, the world's youngest necromancer. <laughs> yeah, that, that was... Uh, her title. At the age of seven, she wished to enter a monastery of nuns, the only one at Viterbo at the time. But God had <laughs> other designs for her, as we'll hear. So she would... Uh, was it to, like, work in a field? <laughs> her parents were like, yeah, you can't go in the nunnery. We kind of had you to be labor, so we need to really get... Uh, <laughs> That's the point of you some vegetables. As, a, as a poor child, yeah. Uh, yeah. She would subject herself to severe penances several times a day until she would faint mm. from t- fatigue and loss of blood. And she would scarcely <laughs> eat at, at all. seven? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, again, neglect. Yeah, this is just neglect. This is just like, yeah, you gotta uh, take your kid to a specialist. Really I mean, nip that in the bud, yeah. I know it's 12.33, but there's gotta be somebody who can address that. <laughs> well, there were those who urged her to mitigate her austerities, but she explained to them that happiness consists in suffering for God. This is a very troubled seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, it's, also, it's like... Like, you really need to go see it. I, I got it under control. All this is under control. <laughs> I'm Don't happy. Don't worry about me. I'm happy. Don't worry about it. This isn't, I can stay. This is, I can stop anytime. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that the opinions of a seven-year-old, I feel like. <laughs> they probably listen to her more than they should. Yeah. I think there there's such a thing as being too indulgent as a parent. You yeah. Know, I think. Yeah. Mm. I don't want to, you know, I mean, I don't. Parents are doing their best, right? I know. All parents are trying to do their best. And I'm sure these people are very poor. And they've got a lot going on, uh, so I don't want to be judgy here. Well, yeah, because their only the shepherd time. child keeps fainting. It's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it was at she least an only she's child? cheap to uh, she's cheap to rear because she doesn't eat anything. So that there is that. Uh, that is handy. I mean, I I guess when you're poor and you're like she doesn't want to eat again, it's just like actually this kind of work out well for us. Yeah, <laughs> let's not push it. Yeah. Um, uh... <laughs> this feels a bit bit close to the knuckle in in the current political climate of. You know, food getting very expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's we're nowhere near 13th century peasant at this point. Well, I mean, I'm not saying we're, we're we won't reach it, but we're all right. We're not 13th century peasant quite this yet. This is <laughs> Matt. I'm disappointed in your conservative whataboutism. <laughs> in my day, in 1233, we had it worse, and we were all oh, the better for it. I'm sorry. Uh, I, last time I checked, you didn't have cholera. So uh, <laughs> I think you're doing pretty well. So right. shut up and swim in that poo river. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nonetheless, she fell ill and nearly died of consumption. Ironic, because mm. she wasn't consuming anything herself. Ah, good one. Thank you. I just thought <laughs> of that. I know it's going to sound like I didn't because I did the research in advance, but you I did. did. Uh, right. Take my word for it. <laughs> it probably would have been you. funnier if I had thought of it in advance, maybe. No, no it's, it's just as funny as whether you thought about it in advance or not. Thanks. <laughs> She was close to the final agony when suddenly she beheld the mother of God and said to those who were attending her. <laughs> Wait, what? I love the final agony. It's like, it's the final agony. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> yeah, the final agony sounds great. But I, I feel like it's like, it's not the final agony. It's like, you know, it's the final, like the sweet release of death, right? That's what the promise was. I don't know. It's <laughs> mm. uh, an interesting philosophical question there. I mean, I guess if this was written by a Catholic, maybe the final agony is mm. like you get one more pang of guilt before you end up going to heaven. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we don't. Anyway, so she said to those attending, all of you here, why do you not 
greet the queen of the world. Do you not see Mary, the august mother of my god, coming forward? Let us go to meet her and prostrate ourselves before her majesty. Am I the only one seeing Mary here? <laughs> sorry, I'm, uh, am I the asshole that's the only yeah, one seeing Rose, Mary here? you've like, lost what? a lot of blood, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are, yeah, <laughs> you have a very high fever. <laughs> um, we Say this all very... of you! <laughs> uh, we've been very indulgent about your not eating and your whipping yourself at seven, because frankly it worked into our uh, our pocketbook issues. Uh, but uh, <laughs> all right, whatever you say, kid. <laughs> I mean, at that point, if she's like really close to death, you're like, of course, yes, Mary. Well, I think that's uh, what happened because everyone turned towards the door and knelt down, which is quite fun. Like if this was a movie, it should be like, no, Mary's over there. <laughs> like, Mary's by the window. <laughs> we saw a different. We were somebody else. Sorry. <laughs> the mother of God spoke to Rose, telling her that she must enter the third order of St. Francis and then go out to reprove, convince, exhort, and bring back the erring to the paths of salvation. Mm. Mary said, if your endeavours bring upon you sarcasm and mockery, persecution and labour, you must bear them patiently. Those who assist... Sorry, those who assist you will be enriched with all the graces of the Lord. I like how they specifically mentioned sarcasm because yeah, sarcasm that is what is we like... are raining upon Rose at this very well, moment. I also think that it's, it is nice of Mary to acknowledge that, you know, words hurt. And, uh, you know, you can you can whip yourself as much as you want, but it's not going to uh, hurt as much as a cutting barb. Uh, yeah. From, Wh- whips, <laughs> from and, really... whips and spurs will break my bones, but words will finally break me, as the yeah, famous saying it. goes. It's just uh, you just some catty people just mm. uh, are really going to are really going to hurt you there. I mean, <laughs> you can wear all the, the uh, coarse habits that you want. It's not going to hurt as much as, uh, as a little bit of sarcasm there. Mm. Anyways. So is this, you know, a modern day saint would wear a a sarcasm shirt rather than a hair shirt? What's a sarcasm shirt? I was just making something up. I was being a bit whimsical. A sarcastic shirt. Once again. Yeah. There was once a British comedian came to one of my shows and he was wearing a Barry Goldwater shirt. For people who don't know, Barry Goldwater is like a far right politician from like the 60s. Oh, weird. But he was just like, I'm just wearing it ironically. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think you can do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I can see why you would think it was funny to wear a Barry Goldwater shirt. But it's like, nah, man, this guy's kind of like the seeds of like the modern far right movement now, like 50 years later. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah know about that yeah, yeah. so I'm that not would sure be like a sarcastic that's shirt. what your idea of a sarcastic shirt is interesting okay he, he seemed to think it was a sarcastic shirt but it wasn't right. no i don't know I knew, this lady, get I knew this lady in seattle and she would wear a world's greatest grandpa shirt and that's a great sarcastic <laughs> shirt because like ah, you're neither of those things it's funny <laughs> fair enough so rose was soon admitted to the not to an institution that would have been too healthy <laughs> yeah it's like a uh, hospital uh <laughs> experimental treatment program uh, uh no can, just uh, the franciscan third order just a convent yeah okay. yeah <laughs> uh, and adopted its religious habit which was a simple tunic with a cord around her waist i'm sorry i included that because as i said it i was like why do we always hear about famous women's clothes it's true you're really perpetuating yeah, i'm sorry uh, i perpetuated negatives. that um, yeah it's also it's just the same thing with like we're always hearing about lady saints and how pretty they were yeah you know i'm surprised we haven't heard about how pretty this lady is we really just i mean it's and if anything it's been a bit down on her fashion sense well i mean i was gonna say mary and rose named characters which talked like this is passing Mm. the bechdel test which is unusual i mean they probably spoke about jesus to be fair yeah so it almost passed but I don't think any quite. of these really passed the Bechtel test because I think that the subtext is always Jesus, Jesus and God, yeah. who's also considered yeah. to be a man. So Yeah, I mean, at least 
so far. I don't I don't think this one gets married to Jesus. So spoilers. Yeah. Um <laughs> So we're all nuns? Or does she not become a nun? Well, wow, it's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, it just feels like it's a, it's really down on her fashion sense. This yeah. One, so. Yeah, but. just a simple tunic. Later on as well, there's another description that's just offensive. Um okay. I, I know I'm you can't wait for that. <laughs> um <laughs> I'll let me see if I can guess which one it is. Okay. <laughs> when it comes up. I'll, I'll try and guess it when it comes up. <laughs> Uh, so while walking the streets with a crucifix in her hand, she would Street exhort. Walker. Oh, oh God! She would exhort others to be faithful to the Catholic Church. She lived a life of prayer, penance, and solitude in her father's home. So I, I think she's only hmm. like she's at day convent. She's not like there yeah. the whole time, full board. It's solitude, but it's like, but also her family's all there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like I'll take my mil- my meals up in my room, thank you very much. <laughs> For um, the Lord. <laughs> I love how she just walk in the streets, just like uh, reminding so, people about God. Just like, hey, Jesus, remember uh, uh, my crucifix? See, showing the crucifix the, the, to people. The shape you should recognize this. Yeah. Every now and then, she would emerge from her solitude to entreat people to do penance, <laughs> and uh... <laughs> just popping out of bushes. Hey, you know some penance? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Just sneaking up on people. Yep. Just trying to get, but it's like, what kind of penance? Do they, like, well, it's Catholic, right? Like, so just feel really bad about yourself. But yeah, I think it was mortifications. Yeah. Just, just coming up to people who are just walking down the street, seem like they're having a great day. It's like, hey, by the way, dude died for your sins. You should really feel bad about that. Like, Shit, man. I was having a good day too. Uh, not to remember about the torments of Christ. Fuck. Thanks a lot, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Real Debbie Downer, that Rose. <laughs> Real prickly. That was a rose joke. Never mind. The mission seems to have lasted for about two years. So until Mm. she was nine, I guess. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What is happening here? Like what? Very gifted child. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I guess it's nice that her parents would let her follow her vocation instead of working in the fields. I guess so. Um, I guess it's like a make-a-wish thing, right? It's like, well, she was going to die, and uh, yeah, uh, her maybe. make-a-wish was to join this combat. And it's like, well, it seems it worked out, it goes. I've often thought that oh. would be the only way I'd ever get to do comedy on TV, is uh, <laughs> if it was like, if a foundation took pity on me. Um, yeah. But uh, I was saying that in a dig for compliments, but never mind. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> so... What? No, I'm no. Well, people would give you a yeah, Stop it. No, I've had the same thought. I'd be like, man, wouldn't it be great to get cancer and probably get my own special at that point? Wow. Um, what? So that's the thing is like you get cancer and then you've got great fodder for an Edinburgh show. And then if you live to see the next Edinburgh, you got another show about beating cancer. It's a win-win. <laughs> win-win situation because then if you don't live till the next Edinburgh, you don't have to deal with like all the extortionate debt you'll get into from going to be in Edinburgh for a month. <laughs> yeah, that's your, that's your survivor's problem. That's... <laughs> every yeah, every cloud. So to defend the church's rights was already Rose's burning wish. <laughs> mm, to defend their rights. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, Viterbo was part. Churches of... are people too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, because Christ is the head of the church, as the husband is the head of the wife. Matthew. Huh? You know, the the wife and the church don't know what they're doing without the man. I suppose that's true. <laughs> so Viterbo was part of the papal states, territories in mm-hmm. Italy that were under the direct sovereign rule of the Pope, but its rule was mm. contested by the Holy Roman Emperor Frederick II. Wait, so the Pope was acting like a local warlord Um... (laughs) no 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 so the pope was in charge of the papal states as the name would imply and the emperor decided he wanted to be more imperial um so i'm saying so like the the pope is like i'm setting up my own states like he's like lord humongous of the wasteland and uh (laughs) sure and then yeah and i don't know like i just i like to imagine him in a hockey okay 
Well, in in this version of the story, the Pope is the good guy and the Emperor is the bad guy. That's okay. All right. Um, that's where we're at on that. All right. So in January twelve fifty, which is a bit because it says in the next sentence it says she was twelve, but I thought she was born in twelve thirty three, so she would have been like seventeen. The maths is out. Okay. All right. Sometime either in twelve fifty or when she was twelve. This is not a math podcast. So good. Let's not... Okay. Let's move on. Okay. So at some point, Viterbo was in revolt against. The Pope. Mm. And when she was 12, she began preaching in the streets against Frederick's occupation, encouraging her neighbours to remain faithful to the Pope, denounce his enemies, and even to overthrow the occupation. So she's mm. she's turning a bit radical. We should let this unelected guy rule us instead of this other unelected guy yep. ruling yep. us. <laughs> <laughs> Makes such a big difference. This guy's like the Holy Roman Emperors. He's just trying to make a European Union. And the Pope's <laughs> out there like, sovereign states, we yep. need to... We, he's trying to do a, a Pexit right <laughs> the pope exit yeah yeah the papal exit you know he's, he's yeah so he's, he didn't think through what that would do to trade and currency and freedom uh, of passports and yeah and everybody's got to stand in longer lines now and just, you know it's just a whole thing a saint for our times except she was pro-brexit mm, she was pro-brexit right Pro-Pexit. We're branding this thing, Pexit. <laughs> and then she would, she would... If we get enough subscribers to the Patreon, we can buy that pa- trademark. Pexit. There we go. Yeah. I mentioned the Patreon. Thank you. She would drive around in a big red wagon that said, we send 350 shekels to... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say shekels as well, but that's definitely wrong. <laughs> the Holy Roman Emperor every year, let's spend that on the Pope instead. instead well, no, it'd be let, let's spend it on, what, a holy fountains instead, because that's where everyone mm. got healed, right? Right. Mm. Anyways. Very good. And there, there was a particular evil monk called Dominican Cummings. I don't know. That was, uh, let's move on. That was a poor attempt at a joke. Um, I should do my own commentary on my own jokes. It works very well. Yeah, you don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to run down your own jokes every time. <laughs> Some I just let you do fine. it for me. Yeah, um, you know what? If they're bad, I'll I'll let you know. Okay, I'll just wait if for I... that then. I was attacking as the best form of defense, attacking myself so that you nah, couldn't attack me. Don't worry about it. Just, <laughs> just put your jokes out there and just let the you have to let the audience decide. That's, <laughs> let, that's... let the searing silence be my guide. <laughs> you have to defend yourself against barbs of sarcasm and. Uh... And hair shirts, yes. Hair shirts, yeah, whatever. Barbs and garbs of sarcasm. Mm. So rumours spread that she worked miracles as she spoke, and soon a crowd began to gather around her house. The attention Mm. made Rose's father nervous, and he forbade her from leaving the house under the threat of a beating. But she said, (laughs) if Jesus... (laughs) Hmm? It started out nice because it was, like, concerned. He's like, there's too many people up there. Oh, I don't don't think it was that. I think he was like, my child's going to get me in, like, in political trouble. I need to shut her up. Uh... You've been doing miracles again? God damn it, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can accept the bleeding and losing consciousness, but I draw the line at miracles, okay? I never should have let you go to that convent. That was my mistake. <laughs> and as a result, I'm not letting trouble. you leave the house at all. But she replied, if Jesus could be beaten for me, I can be beaten for him. <laughs> Hmm. Very healthy. I um, guess, yeah. I mean, um, I, w- I wonder what her and Jesus's shared safe word was. Hey, I was, I was like, but then the whole point of Jesus being beaten for you is that you well, didn't. So you need don't to have be to be, yeah. To be beaten, yeah. I don't know. Um, One would hope, anyways. And she continued, "I do what he has told me to do, and I must not disobey him." So they're probably regretting sending her to any kind of church at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. So th- it's not so much Jesus is my boyfriend this time as Jesus is my daddy. Mm-hmm. But a real and dad he- is uh, well. Well, I mean, her real not, dad. not a great abusive. guy. Yeah, not a great guy. We were no, thought we, he true. seemed like he was maybe coming in as a good guy, and then he took mm. a real left.
left turn. Anyway, uh, when the parish priest insisted that she be free to preach, he relented. So he listened to the priest, not to his daughter. Right, because she's a woman, right? Let's yeah, face it. Well, like a girl, even even worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's between nine and seventeen at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's some non-specific, but definitely not grown-up age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For two more years, she continued to speak in public about the op- occupation. As her popularity mm. grew, authorities called for her execution, but the city's magistrate sent her and her family into exile instead. So I guess her dad's fears were founded. Right, <laughs> but you know, I mean, whatever. They're poor. What is like? It was their first ever holiday, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's like, oh, our, our, the dirt patch we've been working for the last 10 years was just starting to yield two potatoes. <laughs> I like that she's she's uh, such a rabble rabble. See, this is a very Jesus thing where she's like, she's, you know, authorities are upset with her preachings. Mm. But it does seem like she's just preaching different political structures. Yeah. Like, it it feels like she's becoming a saint just by brown nosing to the Pope. You know, like... <laughs> well- then would that not mean she's super smart? Because that's a, a good shortcut. Also, I, I say so, yeah. shortcut, she did like, you know, wound herself a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody was doing that. It was the thing at the time. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much one of the the ways to get noticed in the in the game of sainthood. Mm-hmm. The family took refuge in Soriano nel Cimino. I don't know where that is. Somewhere okay. else in Italy. <laughs> when the Pope side won in Viterbo, Rose was allowed to return. And Ooh. on December the 5th, 1250, Rose alleged foretold the speedy death of the Emperor Frederick, a prophecy fulfilled eight days later. (laughs) By Rose with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) I predict that you're going to die. Because I'll kill you. No, I'm not sure how he died, actually. Uh, Soon let's afterwards... just say that Rose had a very solid alibi for one <laughs> yeah. All right? And let's just leave it at that. Yeah, the Pope, who was yeah. who was the Emperor's political enemy and opponent. Soon afterwards, she went to Vittorchiano, another place in Italy, a mm. town whose inhabitants... It's according... amazing how many places there are in Italy, and yet we know where none of them are. There's at least three in this very tale. We, uh, <laughs> we should take an Italian geography class. Just we, should. we should. We should take geography classes of well the thing is it would have to be like medieval geography wouldn't it yeah. um, oh, a lot of these all right, you know what it's too much it's too much <laughs> forget it forget it never gonna yeah. happen oh i was excited you would uh you know get me some education that i so desperately mm-hmm. need anyway so, so this town according to surviving reports this town was besieged by a supposed sorceress Ooh. and so rose went and secured the conversion of everyone in the town even the sorceress reportedly by standing <laughs> i love that the, the solution to this is we could we're going to convert everybody and you got the sorceress. the sorceress yeah that's pretty impressive why don't you start with the sorceress and then you don't have to convert yeah, everybody that else eliminates the problem straight away well like, i mean i guess she unless like... you're using the sorceress as a tool to convert everybody and then once everybody's converted the sorceress is like ah, come on don't you want to be everybody else is a... that's a good point don't you want to hear the miracle by which she converted everyone I think you I do, do. Yeah. okay well what she did was she stood in a fire for three hours unscathed hmm. and Alicia Keys unscathed. was there and that's uh, that's where we get the song that girl is on fire <laughs> It was much more. That girl is on fire. Um, yeah. um, the it would have wait, been so... a lot more impressive if I wasn't ill, or it may have been worse. Nah, that's but... really good. I think that this feels like like a David Blaine 
kind of uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a David Blaine trick. Like I, he always stood. Wow, I guess that's magic. Uh, <laughs> Not magic, Jesus. Oh Jesus, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's like those monks that protest Vietnam, but then she she so she went to this town square and just poured gasoline all over herself and. But it it worked or didn't work because she she was unscathed. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was a pyre. So does that mean there was a body on it? Well, yeah, I mean, she was the body on it. Aren't, Maybe she was the body on it, yeah. I think a pyre is just a big fire. Oh, okay. It's a powerful fire. (laughs) Ah, yes, the, uh, what's that called? Portmanteau. Yeah. Mm. So in this vein, she continued to win souls by her aspect as much as by her words. So there you go. She's pretty. All right, right, she's pretty. Okay, well, it's just like, like, (laughs) say, look at this slightly singed lady over here. (laughs) She is hot. She's hot looking and she's hot just to touch. Do not touch her. She is very hot. (laughs) You will get singed. She has been in a fire for three hours. (laughs) You will burn your hand very badly. Um, but uh you know at least you touched a pretty lady huh huh? child she is a child (laughs) again somewhere between nine and 18 at this point yeah she went barefoot and wore a poor tunic at all times oh just a bad just an ugly tunic it was just like it was just poor badly made it was just like it was it was artificial it was like rayon like artificial (laughs) fabrics it's just like bad microplastics yeah it's just like oh no it's just like you know it's it's one of those nasty fabrics that just like it doesn't keep you warm but it does make you sweat oh it's like, gosh Ugh, i hate i, I recently yeah. got rid of a top that was like that it's just yeah. nasty um, also the worst thing to wear in a fire because they're very flammable <laughs> she probably put that on point. after the fire was yeah. done because that'll just melt on you and that's <laughs> Oh god, make the burns even worse. I mean, yeah, guy can't help you with rayon. That's Melts not gonna happen. plastic no. yeah. all on your body. Mm-hmm. So uh, next in her career, <laughs> this is a career. Yeah, <laughs> how's she making money at this? <laughs> you know, it doesn't I matter. mean, she's earning heaven points. I don't know. Right. Well, her food bills are very low, so that's good. And yeah, also, she yeah. lives with her parents still, so that's you know. <laughs> yeah, this is actually the story of how a fifteen-year-old was able to afford her own house. Classic yeah. <laughs> inherited wealth tale. Don't yeah. eat for ten years. <laughs> yeah, that was the article. Is like I bought my own home, and then you read the article. It's like, well, I live like, with my parents. Yeah. Yeah. So... I lived in a fire for a while. Um, <laughs> that was a real like cost saver. That was a affor- affordable rent there. Yeah. Yeah, um, really affordable. Saved a lot on heating too. Oh God, <laughs> cost of living crisis. <laughs> That's the next. You're gonna see that article in the in Daily the Telegraph. Like, have you yeah. thought about yeah moving into a fire? <laughs> Maybe she didn't realize that it was a pyre. Maybe it was a pile of sticks that she thought was like a shed, and she was like, mm. "Finally, some real estate!" And then it all went up in flames. Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, as the next step of her career, she wished to enter the Poor Clare Monastery of St Mary. It's a weird name for a monastery. Yeah. But poor Claire. <laughs> oh, it's so sad about. Did you hear about Claire? It's so sad. Oh. What is poor Claire? Shall I look that up? She's just a sad young lady named Claire. Mm. Well, yeah. Had some bad breaks, that Claire. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the Order of St. Clair, mm-hmm. originally referred to as the Order of Poor Ladies. <laughs> All These the poor ladies. All the poor ladies. All the poor ladies. <laughs> <laughs> if you like it, then you couldn't put a ring on it because you couldn't afford one. Yeah. Oh, she was one of the first followers of Francis of Assisi. So mm-hmm. I guess like, you know. <laughs> she because... was a squirrel. <laughs> so she wanted to join the Monastery of Poor Clare, but she was refused because of Not her. Not poor enough. No. What? Too poor. <laughs> too poor. Too poor <laughs> yeah. for poor Claire. It's I know. The ladies, it's the poor ladies' combat. It's literally like poor ladies can't be choosers, Claire. Except yeah. they can. 
Mm, th there's such a thing as too poor. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, this is... Um, why? Wait a minute. So wait, <laughs> there's like a entry fee to poor Claire's yeah. combat? Basically, wow. her family were not able to provide the admission fee. Um, wow. Yeah, fucking classism, middle class people dominating careers, even in exactly. poverty. This is like the upper classes. They're like, you can't even get, you can't even get a job in poverty without... <laughs> A reference, you know, without some inheritance, yeah, <laughs> yeah, without you can't, you, you have to buy your way into a career in poverty. This is this is <laughs> it's like I wanted to do a poverty internship, but I couldn't afford it. Some rich kid whose parents could bankroll them to have a poverty internship, but anyways, I mean, it's it's starting to sound a bit like the modern gap year, anyway. Like, yeah, yeah I, re I really know what it's like because I went to Africa one time. Hmm. That was an impression. I wasn't saying I have. I've never, you never been, went to Africa. I've been to Egypt. Just just about so technically that's counts. when people say africa they don't mean egypt <laughs> <laughs> we all know that like we all know egypt's in africa but when we know when people say africa they do not mean egypt so let's not pretend <laughs> okay uh sorry i was showing up your colonial mindset there matthew mm -hmm. she accepted her rejection <laughs> just okay and then they play the sad charlie brown music as she walks away in the rain <laughs> well she she accepted her rejection but nonetheless foretold that she would be admitted to the monastery after her death spooky mm -hmm. <laughs> i'll get yeah. in here over my dead body <laughs> <laughs> she she basically cursed a monastery as a saint yeah. with Weird. her own death yeah Wait, i don't know it's, oh, it's, my, it's my first curse i don't know what her, her long game I, is there yeah maybe She's, she was I, in cahoots with the sorceress the whole time we'll never know mm. so she moved back to her father's home in viterbo where a number of mm -hmm. young girls came for her to sorry where a number of young girls came to her for instruction and she taught mm -hmm. them the principles of modest prudence and faithful love of god oh so maybe jesus was her boyfriend yeah i guess so just hey just have you thought about wearing uglier clothes because <laughs> that's what i do you can convert people by your aspect but you gotta be a prude um, yeah don't you gotta yeah you know what you gotta tease them with it and that's how you get them to <laughs> convert get them to follow you to church yeah they'll you know what I mean? yeah you know what that's it they'll follow that ass all the way to church but uh oh no, no touchy no further yeah yeah rose felt so, also i am 10 <laughs> when you're 10 but you're also a 10 am i right hey that's gross um <laughs> <laughs> it was quite quick though it was gross but it, it was, was quick you know just because you say that a lot but just because something's quick doesn't mean it's good <laughs> i mean that's the whole context like that's the whole premise of improv right mm. like oh that was witty yeah but yeah but all right never mind. go ahead so rose fell ill again and recognized that her end was approaching mm. which i i find that interesting like oh you get one everyone gets one like she came back from the dead, but then she fucked it up again by like, still not eating enough. <laughs> right. It's like, she's like, okay, and like now I'm really going to take care of my health and I'm going to eat a proper diet. And it's like, oh shit, here I am at 21, now dead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently she was around the age of 18 uh, on the 6th of March. God, she, even, she, yeah. didn't eight, she didn't even get to 20. This is depressing. I'm sorry. I mean, ah, you know, she did live through a fire. and Well, I mean, she lived in a fire. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, she got a lot accomplished for such a young person. Yeah. Very much the Greta Thunberg of papal <laughs> states. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, got lots of followers. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes, she prepared in solitude, rejoicing for her glorious destiny and died in her father's home. <laughs> Just a big smile and two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Jesus. I've been waiting for this for 18 long oh years. Oh, my God. <laughs> About goddamn time. 
<laughs> well, I didn't have a long life, but I also didn't have a fun life. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> probably what she thought. It was long believed that Rose had died of tuberculosis. However, mm. in 2010, researchers examining her remains concluded that she died of complications due to a rare congenital <laughs> syndrome known oh. as pentalogy of Cantrell, which causes defects oh. involving the diaphragm, abdominal wall, pericardium, heart, and lower sternum. Don't ask me what all of those things are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just as the whole works is just fucked up yeah. just everything it's, it's like you look in there it's like it's a mess it's, it's a, just all a mess, mess. yeah Ugh. it's not known what's caused it and it is congenital so it doesn't sound like it was related to her terrible lifestyle oh okay so but may- so it doesn't maybe matter how much she was eating it well yeah although maybe it was like you know maybe it made eating harder i don't know we'll never you think know. so mm, well I, I, this is not a medical podcast <laughs> okay well i don't know look up our medical podcast ain't misdiagnosing <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah so that that was her life and oh, she it. was Talk well yeah but i've i've got stories about her afterlife Okay. What's up? What's up? With the, what happened after she died? So the process of her canonization was opened in the year of her death by Pope Innocent the Fourth, but was not <laughs> definitively undertaken until fourteen fifty seven. I just every Pope named Innocent just makes me laugh. <laughs> just, just I just feel like he walks around with his hands up all the time. Like what? 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 No, Wasn't not me. me. Not this guy. Not this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's what? like because most Catholics are guilty, so mm. maybe it's like the contrast. Uh, that's how you get to be the Pope. Is you're just like I'm the one guy who's not guilty. Or at yeah. least I don't feel guilty. Oh god! <laughs> Not this but guy. then when you're when you're the top Catholic, you know, top Catholic mm. priest. Anyway, uh, we didn't name a pope there, so uh, oh, we, we did, but not a live one, so there's no slander yeah. or libel. I don't know which one's which. Anyway. I think uh, libel's in print. Okay. Slander then. Oh, because it's like Libre. But, uh, anyway. Sure. <laughs> Originally buried at the parish church of Santa Maria in Poggio mm-hmm. in 1257. <laughs> Where they invented pogs. Yeah. Pope Alexander IV ordered her relics to be moved to the monastery she had desired to enter. You know, when she predicted uh-huh. that she'd be back. Uh, in mm-hmm. response to a vision of Take the Take that, herself. poor Carols. Wait, yeah, poor... Claire's. <laughs> poor Claire's. Yeah. Well, check this out, right? So she appeared to this Pope in a vision saying, mm-hmm. I want to be moved to there. And then the convent was renamed in her honour. So she got mm. the last laugh. Yeah, um, she seems like, yeah, so just let her in at the begin with. And then... Uh... But now she's just taking the whole place over. Mm-hmm. And her remains, when they were moved, were found to be... Incorrupt! Incorrupt! Whoop, 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 <laughs> We should have, like, a klaxon, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm done. That's uh, great. That's what you want to find out when you ask me about her relics, isn't it? It's it's yeah. like, are they incorrupt? Do they smell better like, than no- normal dead people? Yeah, I'm like, is that body still hot? Oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, I get she was 18 by the time she died. Yeah. She still got that hot aspect? <laughs> because of your accent, it sounds like you're saying hot ass. Yeah. <laughs> good good wordplay whatever yeah anyways take the compliment damn it uh, anyway <laughs> when the liturgical calendar of the roman catholic church was reformed after the second vatican council her feast day was transferred to the date of her death however uh-huh. september the 4th is the date of her translation of her relics which is when her feast is celebrated in viterbo so okay. on september the 3rd the Wait, eve so- of Mm-hmm. So on September 4th is when her body was disinterred and moved. Yeah. So it's just every September 4th, we commemorate the day we robbed a grave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically. So that is her feast day today. Hmm. Um, and on, I guess, St. Rose Eve 
on September the 3rd. You put out your stocking. <laughs> you put see? out a plate of no food and an empty glass. <laughs> and see if Rose comes to give you a crappy garment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the people of Viterbo follow the transportation of La Machina, the machine of St. Rose, a massive 28 meter high tower illuminated with 3,000 tiny electric lights and 880 candles. <laughs> And topped off with a statue of her, which is carried oh. 1,200 meters through the darkened streets of the. I love old... that they. I would. I wish they made like a rose a sword, like it's a big mechanical rose. It's mecha rose. <laughs> that would be cool. It, every not every year, but like once every few years, it rampages <laughs> through the city, and we really. It's like we really shouldn't let mecha rose go every year, but it's just it's a tradition. It's such a tradition. So it's carried <laughs> through the darkened. Why streets. did we build it with missiles? <laughs> That's on us. The laser eyes were too much, too. I would like to point out. I say every year, let's not do the laser eyes. And every year you put the laser eyes in and every year somebody gets evaporated. Yeah, right? but the turbo really wonders why it struggles to attra- attract tourism to its feast day. Yeah. <laughs> the fatality rate of their feast day is insane. Because <laughs> of these, these many candles. I mean, I guess it's appropriate that she's covered in fire. Right. But the Makina is carried for 1,200 metres through the darkened streets of the old medieval town on the backs of mm. around 100 volunteers who are called Faccini. The tradition goes... <laughs> for those you couldn't see, that, that, that very good <laughs> Italian pronunciation was accompanied by a little hand gesture <laughs> that really sold it. it was, I really wish everybody else could have seen this. Faccini. Oh. <laughs> Whatever hand gesture you imagine, is, is, you probably are getting it right. Anyway, Maybe we should, we should video pe- the podcast as well and then we could release like little snippets on the Patreon so that, mm. you know, every time we do an Italian one, you get to see me do this. Yeah. Anywho. I think that's an offensive gesture in Italy. Is it? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> you, before you were just doing like a flourish, but now you're... Oh, now I see. I feel like you're... No, <laughs> that's... Good. Anyway... Look, I was just waving my middle finger around at you, Matthew. I don't see what the problem is. (laughs) So this tradition dates all the way back to the original moving of her relics in 1258. But it was not until six years later. No, Mm -hmm. no, sorry. Really bad maths there. It was not until 1664, following seven years of plague in the city, that Mm. the machine first appeared. I say appeared because that's how it's written, but like I think it was built. I don't think it just appeared. (laughs) And I don't think in 1664 it had electricity. Right. I mean, I I would need to verify that, but yeah. Yeah, Um, it's probably probably safe bet. Yeah. But basically, in gratitude for having survived this seven years of plague, seven, seven right. year plague, imagine that. We've only had a three year one so far. Well, so far. I mean, so come on, far. don't sell yourself short. Mm, we could hit that record. Uh, so yeah, the tradition of venerating Rose was kind of instated in gratitude from the town for having survived the terrible pestilence. You do know that that plague killed a third of Europe, right? Like, oh, it was the that, that one. They're talking, they're talking about that plague. Oh, that plague. <laughs> that plague was a little bit more severe than the plague we're going through now. Oh, well, tell that to the people who are dead. Not to get into whataboutism again. Yeah, about... again. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, I'm so... uh, I don't think, I don't see you covered in uh, boils. Uh... Thank you. I'll take that compliment on my skin because every time I wear a mask, I get spots. And I'm the only uh, person on the bus wearing a mask. And it's, so it mm-hmm. seems kind of pointless. Yeah. You know, making my, my skin less nice. For the benefit of everyone else who doesn't care. Anywho. We all care about your skin. Thanks, I think. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and my boils. So yeah, so that that was Rose and her life and afterlife. Mm. Matt, can you guess what her Patre- Patreon? Fuck. <laughs> can you guess yeah, what Patreon? her Patreon well, issues are? Uh, well, she's the Greta Patreon. Thunberg of Viterbo, right? So mm-hmm. she's got to be, you know, savvy about that online fundraising and stuff. Yeah. Is she the patron saint of artificial fabrics? <laughs> what's the word I'm thinking of? Fast fashion. <laughs> Fast synthetic, fashion. I think is, yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. Is she the patron saint of synthetic fabric? I'm not sure they were actually invented by then, petrochemicals and their byproducts. So I'm going to go with no. Is she the patron saint of not getting into your first choice of school? <laughs> your first, first choice of... school. <laughs> actually, yes. People rejected by religious orders. There's a patron saint for that. Wow. It's Rose. <laughs> that seems really dark for the Catholic Church to be like, yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, yeah, why don't you take this up with Rose? Uh, <laughs> that's how all the rejection letters begin. It's like, yeah. well, first off, you might want to acquaint yourself with St. Rose. Wow, that's, yeah, that's how they signpost that rejection. Yeah. Can, we, can I just take a moment? Because I think that may have been the first time you've correctly guessed a patronage. No, I've guessed them before. I guess them all the time. Yeah, but like, usually they're quite obvious ones. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Again, Is take she... the compliment. Thank you. <laughs> Is she the patron saint of not getting burned? Of, <laughs> of <laughs> just hanging out in fires? fires. Yeah, uh, surviving surviving the, the fires. The patron she... saint of Daenerys Targaryen? No. Ugh. Surprisingly not. Is she the patron saint of being a vague age? Is she the patron saint? <laughs> <laughs> Is she the patron saint of necromancy? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> i'm not sure that's a catholic concept that they would want to have a patronage for what that has happening all the time <laughs> in the bible and catholicism yeah but it's called like resurrection it's... okay oh my gosh the patron saint of resurrection uh no that that would be jesus i think sorry we're not allowed to call them zombies there's <laughs> Uh, yeah, her aunt was very touchy about that. All the kids called her a zombie. Yeah. It was, uh... yeah. Do you think the aunt was just like her flesh was rotting away and she's like, I oh wish I could die. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rose just wouldn't let her. Pesky. Food tastes like ash and blood tastes like food. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, those pesky nieces. Ugh, they're the worst. What are her patronages, Anna? So, in addition to people rejected by religious orders, she is the patron saint right. of Franciscan youth. Because mm. she she joined that order for a while. Viterbo in Italy. Surprised you right. didn't get that, that one. That was well. I should well. I mean, that was obvious. You said I get the obvious <laughs> oh, one, but I didn't want to be too obvious. It went without saying. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We we're all on board with her being the patron saint of Viterbo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. you should have taken the easy win. To be frank. Sorry. I'll be Matthew and take all the hard wins. Thank you. Uh, somewhere called Alcolia in Spain that she never went okay. there yeah, and <laughs> people in exile because she she got exiled that time oh she got exiled for a bit for like it seemed like she got exiled for a couple months yeah <laughs> like it was more of an extended vacation <laughs> <laughs> A traveling opportunity, if anything. Yeah, and apparently, like, her whole family was able to go back and get their house because she went yeah, and lived with their, their dad side again. One. Yeah. Yeah, their um, side one, and then they got to come back. They probably got a nicer house because they probably so got to, like, take somebody's house. Because <laughs> they backed the right horse. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a fake exile, I guess. But then I think there are a lot of saints who are the patron saint of people in exile. So, right. uh, it's a popular one. So, it's more I like she's the don't... patron saint of, like, a summer abroad. <laughs> No, that's definitely a rich saint. Oh, I suppose it's true. Right, just the kind of fake experience of poverty. Like the poor Clares. Exactly. Mm, those poor Clares. They're, they they're frauds. Fraudulent Clares, yeah. if anything. But yeah, so that that's that. Mm. <laughs> that is Rose. 
So two places in Italy, exiles. One place people... in Italy, one random place in Spain. Oh, the other place was in Spain. Oh, I thought yeah. it was in Italy. Oh, then I have no idea what's going on with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then and people rejects. rejected from religious orders. Yeah. But like, then she got into that order in the end. Well, I guess she, her body got into the order. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's a patron saint of like, of getting in after, getting into places after yeah. your dad. You getting know? the last laugh. Yeah. That's what, that, that's what she should have been like. The patron saint of sweet revenge. The patron, <laughs> the patron saint, huh? The patron saint of sweet revenge. Oh, See? Yeah. It's not easy to do words all the time, is it? Like when mm. I said wealthy and religious. <laughs> but you, but Rich was right there. <laughs> I know, but and I I don't know. That's fine. I'm, That's fine. I'm really tired. <laughs> How do you think I feel? I had a Boilermaker earlier. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, I feel like those are all right. I mean, that's that's a lot of patronages for for just eighteen who's... years. Yeah. Yeah, for 18 years, it was basically just technically an adult. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, how many have you got? None. Judgy much? <laughs> uh, I'm not dead yet, though, so... Ugh, we'll you see. look it. Thank you. <laughs> well, you sound it. Yeah, fair. Talk to me after I'm dead, and we'll see how many uh, patrons I got. I'll try. I mean, Will I then become the patron saint of necromancy? I don't know. Oh, a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if I die, just uh, just let it just let it go. <laughs> Any necromancers out there? Uh, I appreciate the effort, but uh, once I would like to of... opt out. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I've had enough of this, and uh, thank you. Yeah. So, Anna, do you think that you'd ever have Saint Rose intercede for you at any time? I do get rejected a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair, fair. Just and I fear rejection a lot. Mm-hmm. So you know, if if ever my therapist was on holiday <laughs> and I I needed advice on my fear of rejection, I mean, I'd probably talk to you because uh, <laughs> you, you yeah, probably have a lot of experience goes. of that as well. That's hurtful. Yeah. It was intended to be, but yeah. So may- maybe on that, on that, Rose, Rose could have some advice. Right. If I'm ever about to be burnt at the stake and I don't want to go, I guess well, see, uh, being unscathed. So, the, but this is her burning herself at the stake, right? Like nobody was like, it wasn't like a witch trial where she was burned at the stake. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the sorceress was like, I'm not the witch. She is, and then and then she lived. Which, if anything, yeah. I would say living through a fire is more witchy than just. You know, dying. I have to go back to this because we're almost done. But like, what did the witch do to run the town? <laughs> <laughs> Bewitched them, I guess. Wait, what is, it? is this like WandaVision? Like, did she like? <laughs> she made everybody pretend they were in a 1950s sitcom. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, she just everybody had to do what she said, or she turned them into toads. <laughs> Unfortunately, there were no links. Like there weren't any helpful hyperlink footnotes on that bit yeah. of the story, so I could not read more into the sorceress. Obviously, I would have done if I could have, because that was one of the more interesting bits. Yeah, you usually don't get saints going up against sorcerers. Saint versus sorceress. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun. I want more on that. <laughs> that sounds like a really fun like. Uh, I mean, not well, since like Moses made that guy snake. <laughs> like that was like the Pharaoh had a sorcerer. Wait, and then he threw did his... he? Are you yeah, thinking of the... the Sandman when they do that battle? No, no, no. In the Ten Commandments, <laughs> in the movie at least, there's a oh. bit where like the sorcerer makes a snake and then Moses makes a bigger snake and then it eats that snake. And then, oh, whatever. okay. That's fun. Yeah, I'm not and sure. Gonna, like, I didn't, kinda, like, didn't really study Exodus. but I just saw the Ten Commandments a lot when I was a kid. It, <laughs> it was like I was on every Easter on TV and we always watch it. Right. So. See, every Easter I was in church, so I uh, didn't get to watch TV. <laughs> it's it's funny that she's not she's not helping you not get rejected, but she's there to help if you do get rejected. <laughs> yeah, well, life is full of rejection, isn't it's it? It's like she just comes over and makes you a nice cup of tea and just like, hey, you'll get them next time. You're better than that. You're better <laughs> than them. You don't need them. You don't need right. any of this. 
you know, I believe in you. And then, you know, she just kind of hangs out with you while you kind of feel sad. And then, uh, <laughs> she's like the patron saint of just like emotional labor, just really yeah. helping out. A friend in like, need is a friend indeed. So yeah. she's the patron saint of good friends. Of good friends. Rose is a good friend to have. Yeah, I think, yeah, it would be good to help Salve. Yeah, I often get rejected. Um trying to do things and sometimes <laughs> people don't let me like professionally that's what that's yeah, thanks weird, for like, clarifying <laughs> that one that, that yeah. was sounding weird <laughs> i'm always trying to do things and people are like you need to get out of this locker room and i'm like oh, oh. my god <laughs> no um yeah uh no i uh, like professionally and uh professional setbacks are are, are a thing yeah. that happens to all of us so it's good if rose could be there to be like a good friend who comes over exactly. and like just sits on the couch and watches movies with you and just hangs out you know and then you feel better you know sometimes as you, you said, be... like, mention her at the beginning of a rejection letter. Yeah. Softens so. the blow. You know who's great is St. Rose. <laughs> you know who's not as great? You. you. <laughs> <laughs> we would hire uh, her if we could. But, yeah. Uh... Oh, St. Rose are great. Anyways. Anna, thank you so much for bringing me this tale of this young lady taken too soon from us. Alrighty. Uh, yeah rest in power saint rose <laughs> you're very welcome Re- rest in pious oh rest in pyre <laughs> rest in pyre yeah there you go yeah but uh thank you for bringing me this, the tale of this uh, this young saint and her various misadventures um, <laughs> you are very welcome have a blessed day thanks bye goodbye, goodbye.